What is up, fam? What's going on? Welcome to the Get the Bag podcast, episode 21. I think I'm yeah. doing that. There we go. Got there the mirror go. thing. I'm your host, Gladia Castro. Got my co-host, Tim Park. Hey, what's up? Good morning, what's y'all. Up? What's up? Just a quick reminder, guys, since this is a live show, please post your questions in the chat. I know with the guests we have on today, you're going to have a ton of questions. So let's, yes. uh, you know, let's get those questions uh, going on. And uh, don't forget to show some love. Subscribe to our channel. Like our episode. Plug in comments. It always helps with YouTube's algorithm. But today's episode is near and dear to our heart because we have somebody mm-hmm. who is part of the fam. Yeah. Gracious yeah. enough to hop on and, and drop gems for us today for the next hour. Uh, busy schedule. He's part of the U fam. Shout out to the U you fam we've talked about you know how to start a business but how do you actually run a successful business mm-hmm. let alone a seven-figure real estate business well you know our host has done just that not too long ago he was living at his parents house which is crazy mm-hmm. now he's making seven figures wholesaling real estate let's welcome our guy eric bryant to the get the bag podcast what's going on bro what's going on what's going on thanks for having me i appreciate it Thank you so much for joining us, man. Man, lots has happened yeah. the last year. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's been a busy year. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, can't wait to to talk about it. Um, so tell us a little bit about about you. Um, yep. You know, we, we know you because you're part of the you know the U fam. But you know, tell us kind of like your story. Yeah. So um, my name's Eric Bryan. I started out in real estate about 2019. Um, and I was, you know, working a full-time job. I was actually selling cars uh, for a major transportation company. And um, just was, just couldn't move up in the company. And uh, I was the hardest worker there and kind of felt unappreciated at that time. And um, couldn't move up. And I uh, said, hey, this, I don't think this is for me. Um, you know, and I, I'm, as me being just the, someone that's striving always to be number one and just move up higher and higher, I really felt like, I couldn't at that company. There was something. There was just a ceiling I really couldn't get past. There's a, mm. a keeper, a doorkeeper that had that key that I couldn't get in yet. And so, uh, you know, I had always knew uh, it would be hard, but you know, um, and I just didn't know it was going to be that hard. I was like, hey, if I sell a lot of cars, you know, they're gonna <laughs> but you, know, you just got to take a lot of things in consideration when working for you know a huge company like that, especially you know when you go to their corporate, uh, their corporate headquarters and you look around and you know you don't see anybody that looks like you right um you know but that being said you know uh they gave me a decision because i was starting to you know pick up some uh some business in my real estate and they said hey you're either with us or you're against us and you know at first i was like yeah you know i'm I'm with you you know um and so they knew about your real estate stuff and they didn't like it yeah yeah they knew about it okay um they know I had two things going on. Um, and so they just kind of gave me like an ultimatum, like, hey, you know, you're with us or you're against us. And at first, you know, we're all scared. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm about to lose my job. I, you know, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm with you. Then I looked, I looked out the window. I was like, dang, this is like the answer that I asked God for. And they just gave me a decision. I walked back. Right. I, I said, nah, <laughs> no, I can't do this. <laughs> so, you know, uh, did that. Um, quit and then just kind of jump full head on into real estate, you know, and um, I had a lot of moments where, you know, I didn't have any money just because I was spending it all back into the business. And, mm-hmm. 
back and get a job and then things kind of took off. You know, just the ups and downs of business in general. And, um, you know, you just it's something you really got to deal with, you know, ups and downs of, of business. Because there's going to be some points where you don't have enough money. So it's going to be uncomfortable for you. But you really just have to get past that. And um, mm. and here we are today. I just here you are it. now. I know, Seven right? Your business. So yeah. when, when did you, uh, tw- 2019, you started real estate. When did you, like, quit your job? And when did you get started in the U? Like, what's kind of mm-hmm. the timeline there? So 2019, um, I quit my job. Um, let's see. Dang, that's such a long time. It's 2020. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> okay, so 2019, I quit my job. Um, I uh, I had, like, some some other mentors that kind of helped me get started and gave me a boost. And as you can see throughout the whole time of me doing this, I've always had people teaching me. Um, right. a little nugget for everybody out there. I've always had a teacher that helped me move up to the next level. Um, so 2019, I, I got a few deals. I think I closed like my first deal in, in, uh, August or July. Um, I still remember it. it's all Paris Street in Newport News. I can't remember the exact number, but I still remember the exact house. Um, and after that I had just locked up three more. Right. And then, um, I think I met, when did I meet Chris? I think I met Chris around 20, the end of beginning of 2020 because it was COVID. Mm. Um, you one of the OGs. Yeah. Yeah. You one of the first. Yeah. Yeah. I was the first one. He first, first started. Class. <laughs> I have a program for you. Um, you know, you're doing this. I think you'd be a great fit. And, um, I was like, man, I'm I'm not really a, a rookie, man. I need something more advanced. Mm. And like, man, well, I got this one-on-one coaching program. It's this much, but you know, it's one-on-one. I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Price, but I was like, cool, because I, I was just hungry for uh, this, just to get ahead. And so I, I I hopped in those programs. I think that was around twenty, um, beginning of middle of twenty twenty, and. Um, Right away, we started we started doing deals, right? And then I did I went ahead with the coaching program with this coaching program the second second time and kind of scaled up a little bit more. Got my processes and systems in, in place. Mm. Now, uh, tell us about that first year, I guess, of of kind of real real estate within uh, the U, I guess, with Chris and how um, your experience and and knowledge and um, his mentorship kind of help you with your success? Um, yeah, of course, of course. Um, yeah, Chris is my guy. Um, like that first year, and, and here's the thing, like when he, when he uh, before I even joined like the, the first, like his actual, uh, you, he had one class and he taught us how to do um, offers over the phone. And I was like, mm-hmm. right. And I had just hired like my first uh, virtual assistant not too long ago. Um, and then I started doing offers over the phone and like that next month that had locked up like that, that month that had locked up like five or six deals. So I was like, holy crap, this, this stuff works. Like, fraction, <laughs> you know, you know, I hired virtual assistants, everything I was getting from, the, from, um, business, I was putting it back in. Right. Um, and so, you know, from there, he's kind of just teach me like the systems and processes, um, hiring, you know, how to negotiate with your buyers and things like that, um, just to kind of help me scale up to the level that I wanted to, when I wanted to get, right? Uh, which mm-hmm. 
because like in the beginning, you know, when I very first started, I think like a, a, a goal I had worked down from the beginning is like, hey, I want to make 30K a month, 30K a month. I used to write that down every day. And then like, like after joining that, that, that program, I was making that, right? And I was mm-hmm. really like that. So it's kind of like it's, it's manifested. Um, but yeah, I just, I just kept reinvesting pretty much in my business and to, to get to this point. Right, right. So what was, um, how was your business, how is your business structured now versus when, you know, you kind of got, it clicked for you, for Chris, with Chris? Like, how, how would you say you have a team of cold callers, I'm assuming, but what, what is it that has taking, taking your business from like, okay, yeah, 30K to like, you know, seven figure business? What, what, what's some things that you implemented that has made a huge difference? Um, hiring out for one. Um, you got to delegate. You can't, you can't, you can do it by yourself. It's going to be hard, but you can't, you know, mm-hmm. so if you have a team. So just hiring out, uh, having those different team members um, and then just kind of like putting processes and systems into place uh, for those team members, um, making sure that they have like a guideline to go by really is what is probably one of the main biggest things that I've taken away. So like in our business um, for each department we have a process and a system right you can mm-hmm. go our files you can see um, this is how to train the cold caller right this is the script the cold caller uses this is how you set the expectation for the cold callers through their smart goals right mm-hmm. and each one of those things implemented so we have the dispositions we have that we have uh, it written out and then we have a video of what we do right, right okay, this is the, if it's this type of property, these are the buyers that you send it to. It goes, mm-hmm. and if it's this type of property, it goes down this pipeline, right? Mm-hmm. And so pretty much just having an actual business and building systems and processes that make it easier for your team. Right, right. right. And you're and treating stuff, it more like- Oh, go the, ahead, go ahead, Tim, my bad. Got the no, no, uh, I was just going to ask is like how, like you, you treated it more like a business, not like a side hustle or anything like that you know and that transition of your mind is like okay I have to put these systems in place so if you remove yourself from the equation the business will still run because you have people in place to do that right Um, right so you can concentrate on more building the business instead of running the you know basically doing the day-to-day work of the business right exactly And, and how I did that uh, right. Was each time I started feeling overwhelmed in one area, I would say, OK, it's time for me to hire this person now. Mm. Right. So when I was doing this cold calling by myself and I had too many follow ups to do, I said, OK, I need to hire someone to do cold calls. Yeah. Right. After I had too many appointments and things like that, I, said, I can't I can't go and take pictures of all these houses. I got to hire someone to take pictures while I talk to them on the phone. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, get, I got too many leads. Now I have leads slipping through the cracks. I'm like, okay, I have too many leads. I have to hire an acquisition agent, right? And then after we have so many deals going in through this disposition and I'm missing certain buyers that I know I could have gotten more for, I say, like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I got to hire someone to do dispositions because I, I I need to fire myself from it because if, if I was looking outside from in and I seen the stuff that I was doing, I would have fired myself. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So I have to hire <laughs> as, you know, the task just becomes more overwhelming for me. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't 
it's not sexy to talk about process and delegating and it, that probably took a lot of work and time, but it obviously was worth it because you can't, uh, and I think this is uh, something that's perceived like when you start into like a business or whatever is like, when do I hire? People just want to hire right away because they don't like doing it, but that's not really how it works. You have to have some sort of process or system before you can fire yourself, right? So mm -hmm. um, people a lot of times just want to rush into it. Like, wh what do you recommend for people starting out? Like, do you recommend they close a few deals and then hire? Like, wh what was it for you? Uh, you mentioned like, okay, I got to the point where it got too much, then I delegated. But like, what was a, the budget or how many deals did you close where you felt comfortable like money wise right like investing into in, like employees or contractors um uh you kind of cut out the last part of my wife no, my off. bad um no that's my bad you said what was it for me um i, I had to close a few deals in the hire like yeah uh, like who, what do you recommend to other people like who are kind of in the limbo stage of hiring out a lot of times people rush to hire a va before they're even they even have a system set up right what do you recommend in terms of budget or whatever to be like, okay, I need to hire a VA. I'm ready to hire a VA. Right. Um, first, you need to know how to actually do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and this is what I tell people, um, especially the people that, that, you know, we do, we sell, uh, we get cold callers, we have a cold calling business that we help people get cold cars. So this is why I always tell my people to, you know, let them know like, Hey, have you done any deals yourself yet? Have you actually been on the phone? Because if you haven't been on the phone, you're you can't train somebody for something that you don't even know how to handle yourself. Right. 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 Want to make sure that you you've done that part of the business and you understand it and you understand the the hard things that come with it before you can teach somebody else. Right. So that's one thing. The other thing is I always let's say I'll, if, I'm, if I'm bringing somebody on, I want to make sure I have at least three months worth of that person's paycheck or four months mm -hmm. to, you know be comfortable um because you know right. you go down but make sure you have that uh that money set aside for them um so it's not tight on you right mm -hmm. you don't want you, you know you don't you only have so much you want at least probably have three months worth set aside to make sure you, you're taking care of them because again whenever you hire somebody you really just you're, you're especially a virtual assistant you're taking care of that person's family you know yeah. They're counting on you to provide for them, right? Mm -hmm. There's my business where I didn't even pay myself. I pay my people before right. I because they're my responsibility now. Right. right. I always made sure that I had that money set aside for them just in case anything went south. Mm. Yeah, that's a gem right that's there. Good. Yeah, that's a real gem right there. Um, and Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to, I was, I mean, I was going to mention, so you've taken yourself out of the business to start your cold call come. Let, let, let's talk about that. Cause I know you're, you're, mm -hmm. you got wait list, you got people knocking at your door, like, Hey, I need cold callers. <laughs> I need VAs. Like, tell me about what uh, you, obviously you found the need, like what, tell us about that process. Like, cause once you free up time, then you're like, all right, how else can I make money? Right. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah. So once you free up time and, and, and you find the process, um, it's a lot easier for you to go out and do a, a few other things. Um, but don't get me wrong, like I'm still heavily involved in my wholesale business, just this other business since I figured out how to do processes and systems. Mm. That, and it's, it's not, it doesn't need my attention as much. I, I figured out how to automate it. Once I automate it, 
they just ask me things that you know hey they have certain questions about i text them i usually i probably spend about i don't know maybe an hour in that business a mm -hmm. week because it's on autopilot you know mm -hmm. so good and again uh, another thing that's that's key in this is you have to have a great team like i can't stress that enough you, you have to have a great team and and have to have that environment for them um to be in because without mm -hmm. a great people aren't listening and you got to constantly check on people it's not going to work right, right right so what's what's the culture in your company like what what do you offer to like you know in both ends on the wholesaling side and then also on the virtual assistant side like what you know makes you stand out from other um you know wholesalers or um businesses in those industries right so first of all <clears throat> i like to treat everybody as a person and just not like as a number or an employee mm -hmm. I, I found like that's what a lot of people do you know so the first thing i always tell them hey the door is always open need me even if it's something personal you need to talk about right and uh, i i tried to make them feel um like if they have any questions like they uneasy about asking me a question so one thing i always tell them i said hey number one there's no such thing as a stupid question mm -hmm. so if, if you have a question in your head please ask it because i guarantee you somebody has thought about that and just hasn't asked it coming yeah. from ask the most questions Please ask. Because <laughs> right. I'm always, I'm always asking questions. Hey, I'm, I remember those videos. Yeah, I know. Eric always had his hand up. <laughs> yep. You know, I'm, 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 I'm willing to risk being the one that's looking stupid in the room. I, I don't care as long as I understand it's going to help me, you know, grow. I'm going to do right. it. Second right. thing, if you don't understand, ask it again because I want to make sure you understand it so I can further break it down. Hmm. You know. Um, and then, you know, I make sure everybody's motivated, like, hey, you know, are you money? Are you money motivated? What's your goals? What do you plan on doing? And then I kind of uh, I kind of create a plan around that of how to get them to their goals. Right. right? right. So like whenever like we close a, a deal, like the whole team's going crazy. Just like, ah, the chat is going mm -hmm. crazy. emojis and the, the, the little pictures going up. So we, we just kind of create a fun environment. Uh, of people that are just hungry and just go getters. Mm. I don't. I tell them I want go getters around me. If you're not a go getter, you know, mm. probably it's not a job for you. And I tell them that, like I'm upfront with it. And I say if it's mm -hmm. not the job for you, let me know. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I right. mm -hmm. isn't for everybody, right? But if it is, let's make sure we're on we're we're on our task and we're doing what we need to do to get mm -hmm. this. I love That's it. Dope. So how many how many uh, people do you have on your teams, like on your wholesaling side and and your VA business? Um, is it are they mostly outsourced? Do you have any like uh, U.S. based team members? Uh, I, have a f I have two U.S. Uh, based team members on. Um, excuse me, on the wholesaling side. Everybody else is 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 uh, outsourced uh, from another country. Gotcha. Okay. So how many people on the wholesaling side do you have working? Um, including cold callers, about 17, 18. Okay. So do you have kind of like a uh, somebody who's operating and managing those those people? I have I have a, a marketing manager. Mm. Right. And I get reports every day. Right. That you just check. And then on the VA side, I know you're just growing that out. Uh, how mm. many do you have on that? Uh, we have about three, three on there. Three, okay. Okay. 
Gotcha. And that I'm assuming you're putting on autopilot. I don't know how involved you are in that business either. Um, Is it something Uh, that's also? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty much autopilot because that doesn't have a lot of moving parts. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Parts, the easier it is. Right, right. It has two, maybe two or three main systems that you need to make sure you have. After that, you're, you're good. Right, right. That's dope. What sort of things are you doing now, though? Like, I know I've seen you doing, like, getting into masterminds. Like you said, like, every part of your mm-hmm. journey, you have a mentor or somebody teaching you. Like, what what things are you doing now to challenge yourself? Because that's that's one of the hard things, right, of being a business owner is being complacent or getting to a, a point where it's like, all right, I've reached seven figures. Like, what's kind of the next step, the next challenge for Eric um, in, in, you know, getting better? Right. So, so right now I have a challenge with myself. Like we're trying to do seven figures in 90 days. Um, and mm. we're not in that goal as well. Um, and I told him what we need to do to hit that. And it's really like pushing me to be focused and, and consistently change, um, a lot of things in my business at a fast pace and push out a lot more money, getting really uncomfortable spending more than I'm, I'm used to. Right. Uh, and, and trying different things out. Some things are working, some things aren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's just really just kind of put me in a, in a different zone of focus as, as far as doing doing those things. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how I'm also challenging uh, myself, just trying to keep myself on edge. And then I, I tell the team too, I'm like, hey, I let them know the goals. This is what we're trying to do. This is what we need to do to accomplish that, mm-hmm. right? Now don't board, again, let me know, but you know, I, I have a vision uh, of, of taking this thing nationwide. So is right. that going to be a lot of opportunities for everybody in the company, especially if you're starting out. So mm-hmm. you know, if you're, if you're on board, it's going to be a lot of opportunity for to move up and come and be a manager, mm. you know, your own department, right? right? Get a, get a piece of every deal because you're managing these people. Right. So not only, um, am I pushing myself, I'm pushing my team and just let them know, Hey, there's a lot of opportunity coming up, which, which pushes them. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a few things that we do to stay, you know, kind of stay focused. Of course, like if you outside of business, you know, I try and do like a morning routine. Um, I just started implementing cold showers. Um, <laughs> How's that? How long did nice. it take you? <laughs> that's, uh, that's been tough for me. <laughs> yeah, no, right. The first, the first like five, six days are pretty tough. But like after day seven, you're just like, okay, this isn't that bad. And um, I think I'm on like day 14 day 14 or 15 and this is just it's getting part of my routine right mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. and so i'm just i'm just learning different ways to try and keep myself disciplined like if i can do a cold shower for that long i can pretty much do anything because ain't right. nothing yeah <laughs> i feel you i know <laughs> in, like, no joke yes yeah, so, no joke yeah, i'm just trying different things to do just because i you know in these masterminds i'm i'm figuring out it's not you're not always motivated motivated yeah and goes it's the discipline that stays so i'm just right. trying to Love that. keep me disciplined so i can continue to you know transform into the person that i want to be that that i see myself being in the future i love mm-hmm. that uh corey here has a question how much do you spend on education i mean you just mentioned getting uncomfortable spending a lot of money and i know masterminds ain't cheap right mm-hmm. oh man um this year i think i'm at like 60k already on education mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I'm around like 50 or 60 K offhand. I mean, and, and again, you have to, 
you just don't do that overnight. You know, you do a little right. at a time. Um, you know, so like that's why I always preach invest in yourself. Um, yeah. Because like those first deal that you have, you got ten thousand dollars. Like, oh man, I got ten grand. How right? <laughs> many people spend that? You spend another oh, no, the first check. <laughs> the first check, but you know me on on my end, I'm pretty much putting. I'm I'm living off bare minimums, right? Because right. I, mm -hmm. I was reinvesting this stuff, right? So I, I'm buying. I'm getting the mentor. Right? I'm also buying more data. I also mm -hmm. hire two more cold callers, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have that to the side. Now I'm getting more leads. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm all investing back in myself. So you just got to kind of find what's comfortable for you at, at that point in time to reinvest. You know, it don't don't go and spend all the check. Go go have a nice dinner. You know, go to Roof Chris. Right. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> got to get a good steak. Yeah. Okay, follow that go. profit first, though. Right. Get a little, get a little something. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Great to invest in yourself because this is what makes all the money. Like, Right. Have the knowledge from somebody else that's where you want to be. Invest in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, miss out on I, that. Yeah. And take you a lot further. Yeah. And then you know all these like startup uh, owners and and tech people. They're like you know they're not really liquid. They put everything back into their company and right. you know and they they might be cash poor or whatever, but. They, they might be worth a couple billion or a million or whatever the case may be, but they're constantly putting back into their company and right. growing that. So their company could be worth more, right? And I feel like that's what you're doing with your company, right? You're taking everything that you make in revenue, taking maybe a little piece for you, but just putting back into um, the business and then even educating yourself on other um, avenues of where you want to take your business, right? Um, especially on the wholesaling side, like, are you getting into other real estate avenues as well, or you're just strictly going into wholesaling, um, or making it nationwide? I guess you were mentioning, right? So we're, we're uh, that's a great question. We are getting to different avenues. So like, we we are starting to um, buy properties now. It's starting in June. Uh, we're gonna. Mm -hmm. That so here's a little tip for everybody. Once you start, once you start becoming cash heavy and you have you, you you're liquid, yeah, I'm coming for you. Okay, right. So right. you got to find a different vehicle that's going to give you a heavy tax deductions. And real estate is one of the best ones. I didn't do that last year, so I'm paying the price. Yeah. So I learned my lesson last yep. year, and, I, and I, I'm not I'm not going to have that happen to me this year. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So, you got that accountant, yeah. I bet, CPA, you got all that lined I up, I bet. Right, right. Exactly. <clears throat> you take this year we're we're like cat we are actual cash buyers, uh in buyers at that, um, because we are, you know, buying real estate. So we're 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 trying to build a rental portfolio. Love mm -hmm. it. What 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 markets are you? I know um are you just in a single market? I know you mentioned nationwide, like how many markets are you in right now and where are you buying? So mm -hmm. people listening can hit yeah, you for up. For the viewers out there. Listeners. I mean, we can buy any and everywhere. Like, uh, I've did, I've did deals in, in Baltimore. Um, that's not really my main market, but you know, I had a lady, um, that, that was like, Hey, I need, um, I have this house in Baltimore. Um, I need to get it off my hands. Um, and you know, I, I have systems where we can pull cash buyers from pretty much anywhere and get mm. that. So, so although Baltimore is not my market, it's an easy phone call. 
to get that property sold. You know, mm. as, you, as you grow in your business, you'll figure out how to do things. So virtually, really, if someone I can do a deal any and everywhere now. Mm. Right. right. But our main our main market, of course, uh, where I'm at is in Atlanta. Um, we still do a few deals in Virginia. It's not one of our bigger markets, but we still do a, a few in there. Um, North Carolina, pretty much all of North Carolina, um, all the markets there, Greensboro, Raleigh, Durham, uh, Charlotte areas, um, all of Florida. Um, and then we're stepping out into um, the Midwest. So we're pulling some markets out there. Mm. That's dope. That's dope. I think this this month we probably should add about three or I would say about about three more markets we're trying to add. Mm. Love it. And that's what happens when you have things on autopilot. Like you can just take copy paste right from one market to the mm -hmm. next. Right. And that's how you that's how you scale. Um, I guess we have a few questions here. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's let's break it down. Let's go. We got uh, a six six millhouse. Do you do you recommend starting an LLC first? I'm assuming uh, this is maybe wholesaling. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't have to. To be honest with you, it's good as if you do. But if you're not doing it on like a major scale, it's it's not really necessary. Um, the good right. good thing about LLCs is they're they're great for tax deductions. Yeah. Right. So when you start spending your money on marketing and and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, they're they're awesome vehicles for tax deductions. Um, so if if you want to go ahead and capture those tax deductions up front, because you can you can honestly you're not doing any deals, but you're spending money, you can honestly take a loss on your taxes. And, oh, that's what mm -hmm. I did my first year. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The nine to five, I was like, I make too much money. I need to like throw it somewhere. And right. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. definitely do your research and due diligence in terms of like where you want, like, you know, depending on where you're at. Tim, you're, you're usually pretty good with the LLC structure. Yeah. yeah. I have, um, right now I have a holding company and then the holding company owns my other LLCs. Oh, yeah. But um, as soon as I, you know, take down some more pro or property, then I'm going to turn that into a trust that owns the LLC, right? right. So the trust, so everything's under an umbrella. But that just helps with, you know, the taxes and all of that as well, too. So I just know, you know, taking um, advantage of the depreciation um, when you're owning the asset is this going to be crucial and, you know, saving some money on taxes as well. So yep. especially when we get into multi-unit and stuff like that, too. So Yeah. And I think the more money you make, the more you try to get creative, right? How to avoid taxes. That's how the rich... Right keep getting yeah. richer or become wealthy right is mm -hmm. and, you know we talk about donald trump however you feel about him i need his accountant i do <laughs> for <laughs> real that guy finds ways man i'm like and you know pe people just and it's the financial literacy too like people don't understand mm -hmm. like we can all do that <clears throat> like you got you got to just own some assets so uh, i love that i love that you're doing that oh we got we got a good amount of questions Corey. i love it do you own any rentals now? If so, how did you get into your first property and what did that process look like? That's oh, wow. That's, this is actually a very interesting story. So my first rental uh, uh, was actually a duplex and I bought it uh, on an FHA loan. Mm. Oh, nice. Dope. Where, where at? It was, in, it was in Newport News. Okay. Mm. Virginia. So, so for all, all of you all who don't know, you can buy up to four units on an FHA loan. Yeah. And yep. only I think it's three or five percent down. I can't remember, but just yeah, thinking about three point five, yeah, yeah. 
you have anywhere from two to four units with only three or the five percent down. They say you just have to live and you, you have to live in one mm -hmm. unit. Right. Okay. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so make sure, you know, do your research on that. But I mean, make sure that, you know, just abide by those rules. You take it down. And um, I didn't get that. Could you try again? Siri's <laughs> like, I don't understand. I don't, I, 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 <laughs> Sorry. It, how, he took advantage of house hacking. <laughs> right, right. Uh, just you, you can you can buy your first property on an FHA loan um, and and rent it out. That was this was this an on market or off market? It was an on market. Yeah, they, okay. yeah. Not that you have to do an off market, right? Because you're only putting that low that low amount down. Mm. Right. Love that. Right. Love that. All right. Oh, I love that people are asking the question. What has been your biggest obstacle in your business? Oh man. Um, I mean, it's different stages. You have different obstacles. Um, it's one, um, finding good people. That's always mm -hmm. going to be cool. But right, like yeah. right now, I have, you know, I have great leaders in my team. Like, to be honest, to be honest right now, like my team is, is super solid. We're just looking to expand it and get more good people and mm -hmm. find more other good people, solid people. That's, that's probably, um, it's definitely one. Another obstacle is uh, just dealing with the down moments in business. Like mm -hmm. we have some moments. Like one time, I thought I was going to have to get go back and get a job or you know or whatever. I didn't think it was going to work, and then you know, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, everything just started to fall. Um, and so, just mainly just dealing with like the tough stuff that that comes along with the business. You really got to be mentally strong because it's a lot of stuff that that can yeah. go. Wrong. You can right like oh man you know yeah um, so you just you, you really just have to be mentally strong with that so then like not not having enough money you're not getting enough deal flow um you know to do the things that i want you know um that was that's probably that was probably another big hurdle when i was first starting out and just being consistent mainly with mm. deals um especially with everything always consistently changing like this is real estate in our business is one of the main business where things are always changing at a fast rate mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and adjust you know right that's a bar no, right there that i love that because we we're constantly you know telling people that you know consistency you know there's going to be you have to have a certain mindset you know and i think um all the things that you went through and you've you're you built a seven-figure business right so just knowing that you went through that same thing is going to, I think, help listeners and viewers just to understand that, you know, you went through exactly what they're going through maybe right, right now, now yeah. as they're building their business. And it's not something that's new, right? It's, I think everybody, every business owner in real estate or wholesaling goes through these highs and lows and difficult situation. Being an entrepreneur isn't easy, right? That's not, that's why not a lot of people do it. Was it 90% yeah. or something right yeah. to him? Yeah, like that first year. Right. Don't make it. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point, Tim. Like, you got to you gotta be built for this. Like, yeah, want to invest money in yourself. Although you don't have money, you got to take risks. Um, it's, it's not easy. It's still not easy. <laughs> right. It's still not easy, but it's just you, you got to have faith in yourself 
and God to, you know, it's going to point you in the right direction. But, all right, Monica, shout out to Monica. What lists are Monica. you hitting now? What's been your bread and butter this year? <clears throat> uh, that's a great question, Monica. We hit pretty much every list you can think of from <laughs> um, absentee to free and clear, tax delinquent, vacant, probate, um, owner occupied. If you name a list, we hit it. We don't discriminate against lists. Just get <laughs> every list. You just got to find them. Um, That's it. Yeah, to be honest, like we get deals from every list. Um, we do, we, we bring so many markets, we just pull a massive, really just absentee list. Yeah. Now, I will say that my bread and butter list, like when I was starting out, was driving for dollars. Mm. Every yep. week. And I used to take three hours on Saturday and Sunday. I used to get up at the crack of dawn, like, you know, 536, go out and drive for at least three to four hours and get, you know, 50, 60, try and aim for at least 50, 60 properties uh, those days. And then I would call them. And so my bread and butter at that time when I was starting out was definitely driving for dollars. We racked up. I used to just drive to the hood and, and look for. <laughs> right. <laughs> Picture. Right, you want to stay in that car? Yeah, I know <laughs> exactly. Because you know, if you if, if you're driving, when I was driving, I know nobody's out at th at five, six in the morning. Everybody sleep. So I was I'm right, like, right, right, you're right. All good. Pictures, right. That's funny. That's hilarious, and that's a good tip for anybody starting out, or maybe it's mm -hmm. on like they don't have the money to buy like a big list. Just go out there and drive. Every for the most part, everybody has a drive a, a car. Like, or if you drive Uber, yeah. Uber Eats, Lyft. Like use those opportunities to find uh, properties. Like there's really no excuse. And I don't think, yeah, yeah, it matters what list you have. As long as you're hitting it, you're consistent yeah. with it, marketing it. Yeah. Um, but driving for dollars, yeah, that's definitely the go-to. And right. Hold on that. The the miles that you drive are tax deductible. Just get mile IQ. Right. App. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, log when you're driving. So at the end of the year, you can write those miles off. Mm. Yep. Yep. That's a bar Another right there. Gym. My, yep. Miles ID, you said it's called? It's called Miles IQ. Miles mm -hmm. IQ. Yeah, definitely download that. Yeah. All right. What what dialer does your VA use? Uh, we use call tools. Call tools? Gotcha. Nice. Oh. Nice. Perfect. Uh, Corey's got a question. At what point did you decide to scale? Oh, every at every point. I'm still trying to scale now. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like... Hey, uh, that's a bar right there. Right, right. Yeah. Like every Always. time... So let's just say, um, who's that? Coriel? Corey. Corey. Right. So this Coriel, let's say you just you hit a big lick, right? You get like fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars, right? Have fun with it, like I said. Hey, you, you might <laughs> like a little getaway, vacation, or a little vacation. Spend a couple hundred dollars, come back, but the rest of that money, I'm invest. I'm scaling up. Mm. I'm taking it and I'm scaling up. I love that. One tip I've learned. Is like after you close every deal, you should find a way to automate somewhere in your business mm -hmm. every deal you close. It because you can't keep doing the same thing you did. Like you, you want to re uh, repeat the same process in getting a deal, but you should always find a way to step out of your business. So that's a tip that I learned that was like it's so simple when you think about it, but you're like, oh yeah, like how can I automate it? So yeah. uh, especially once you yeah. get the money. All right, what? are your thoughts on a, a VA that's very good in being an acquisitions person too? So maybe like a VA that does a little bit of this and that maybe. Right. So 
That's a that's a, an excellent question. Um, just make sure that you they've been on the call long enough to understand the business, like they've done cold calling, and then just add a few extra things to their to their to um their script, like add a few details, maybe put in the mm -hmm. song, see how they handle it. Maybe have them uh, uh, do a couple different objections, right when you're they're getting more of these details before they hand it off, right? Because that's how I start off my first my first virtual assistant. Um, I gave him just a little bit more each time. And then he was like, he's like, I would listen to calls like, oh man, he built a great rapport. I don't even want to come in and mess this up. Right. Awful. Right. And then there's a good thing about uh my call tools, they have this thing called whisper mode, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Talk to them while they're live on the phone. Mm-hmm. Messing up or the, the seller saying something, you can whisper to them, hey, this is what you say. Tell her that mm -hmm. Tell them da, 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 and they can do it and locked up. And that's pretty much how I was training my people. I was training them on whisper mode. Mm. I can hear them through the calls and I can guide them live, do it live on the calls. Yeah, I think that's an underrated uh, feature that people do not yeah. use enough. Um, I certainly haven't used it enough. Is is with VAs, it's like you're you're training them. You have to constantly be like how, how can you improve you have to yeah like, that's a good question. be on alert in terms of like listening to their calls every day training them every day because that's they're not going to get better if you're just like all right here's a dialer uh, but the whisper mode that i think i don't know how many people use that but that's a underrated feature right there where it's like you're literally guiding your va to close deals that you did um, so do you, I'm assuming you have somebody else kind of doing that now. Is that part of your process too for like new VAs? Right now, um, like I don't, we don't really have time to do the whisper mode, but we just pull calls and we'll role play them. Gotcha. Got it. Do it live. You got to sit there. You got to wait for it. it right. On. Right. You know, you you just pull calls and listen to the few of the call long calls that they had and then do it. Mm -hmm. So you would suggest whisper mode for someone that is just hired a VA right. and they're managing that particular VA and um, coaching them up to the caliber that they want for their business. Is that correct? You, if you don't have a, a huge team and you're just starting out and you want to focus on that person, you can really plant, implant a lot of seeds into that person and make them a superstar. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Thank you. So once they become the acquisition, they can just become like your, your, your leader for your cold call team or, or whatever. You know, they know how to, if they can become an acquisition, they can pretty much show everybody else how to do the simplest things, which is simple, simple thing, which is cold call, because you're not extracting that much information. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would say you could do that or you could pull their calls and listen to them and do a live role play. Love it. That's All right, cool. Chris has a question. What type of financing did you primarily use to get started? And uh, do you now have a preferred way of financing your deals? So I know you got an FHA for that first yeah. uh, deal, or maybe they mean for getting started in your business. Not sure. Yeah, um, Chris, I think I, this is Chris Robbins. I think I know Chris Robbins. This is the right one I'm thinking about. What's up, man? Um, uh, financing, I mean, for my first deal, when I did my rental property, I did FHA, um, but as if we're talking wholesaling, it that came out of right pocket. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right pocket. And um, I just used my own money. I wasn't really a fan of uh, of of actually, um, you know, borrowing borrowing money at the time. Mm -hmm. No, wait, I take that back because when I first got started, um, 
I had used all my money to rehab my house and I, and I, and I didn't um, have any money. And so in order to buy a mentor, I did take out a loan from a bank. Mm -hmm. So I, again, I had no money. I was spending all of myself. I said, Hey, if I can, someone can teach me, I just got to find the right. Pay back. Yeah. I can just pay myself back. So at that point I was just betting on myself, but yeah, I, I did a loan for a bank besides asking funding my own deals. If you're looking for rental properties, it's a different story. You probably want to look for private lenders or hard money lenders to help fund your mm -hmm. deal. Uh, um, and those lenders are, are going to fund a deal as long as it makes sense on paper. Mm. Private money lenders are hard money deals and we're talking about rental properties. Love it. Have you done uh, owner finance deals? If so, how much capital did you feel comfortable in doing creative financing? Oh, yeah, I, I got two creative financing and I didn't put anything down for them. Um, those are actually that was actually I actually did that. Uh, my first about seven months in, uh, I learned how to do lease options. Mm -hmm. I, I like those. My next two rentals I, I had purchased were on lease options. So that's a play right there where you it is ease yourself from any responsibility mm -hmm. it's up to whoever. Um, I know Chris has done that a lot. You probably learned that from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Chris, his, his, his is structured different. Um, mine's is structured for like a two-year, three-year exit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's on the same uh, purchase agreement. You just lay out the terms on that purchase agreement, exactly. correct? Yeah. Yeah, there's a terms page. So we have a terms page and we we did that. There's a, there's a lot of different ways to, to do that, but that's how we did okay. it. Cool. Love that. Uh, Omar got a question. Oh, do you have to buy cars under your real estate LLC to get the tax deduction for vehicles over six thousand pounds? Mm, no, that's like for an SUV. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I'm not an accountant, so I, I really can't. <laughs> but I didn't buy my car under my LLC name, which I, I probably can buy my next one under my LLC name. But I'm not an accountant. But as far as the write-offs that we're doing, yeah, I'm still writing it off. Awesome. Ariane, what's going on, man? What advice can hey, you give up? on protecting your deals from shady cash buyers? <laughs> you got to really just filter your buyers when you talk to them, right? Um, and I always, I, first of all, I always ask a buyer if he has, you know, here's a, here's a question that you always can ask your buyers, right? So, hey, if I sell you a deal, Mr. Buyer, and you make a uh, hundred grand on that deal, you know, are you, are you happy? Right. And he's going to, of course, say, yeah, I said, I said, would it make you feel any different if I made 150,000 on that deal? Mm. Because mm, we, that's a good question. And if he's quiet and he gets a little uncomfortable, you probably shouldn't be doing business with him. Mm -hmm. Right. Or ask him, Hey, do you have, do you have uh, any uh, uh, objections to how much money I make on my deals? Because our spreads are bigger than a lot of other people. Mm. Yeah, I just I'm straightforward with it. If they feel uncomfortable with it, then they're not going to be on my buyer's list. Yeah, and that's I think that's the, another thing is that we a lot of wholesalers don't question their buyers or interview mm. their buyers and mm -hmm. ask them the right questions because we um, are so excited to get a buyer to say yes that we're like we're we're not doing the proper. Um, due diligence for or negotiate. On the buyer and negotiate with the buyer too. So yeah, got to make sure you do your due diligence on the buyer and ask him questions. Ask him about past deals he's done. 
He's done. Have him give you addresses. If he has any problem giving you addresses, he's probably not a real cash buyer. He might be a wholesaler, right? So, right. Daisy Payne. They, they're out there for <laughs> sure. All right. Alfonso, everyone's afraid into pulling the trigger and buying their first property. What helped you get over the hump? Taxes? Uh, <laughs> just, that's crazy. Oh, these good questions. Uh, really just taking the risk. Like even that, even that first deal, I lost tons of money. I lost like 30000 on that on that duplex I bought because I didn't have proper resources. And mm. I didn't know. Um, I mean, so you just got to take the risk and, and do your due diligence. Make sure... Um, you understand what's going on because everything is a risk, but you want to have calculated risk. Okay, yep. There you go. Love that. Yeah. I love all these questions. August know, got questions. questions. Do you suggest starting out in multiple markets or just <clears throat> one? Uh, I'll start in your own backyard. Ain't nothing like starting your own backyard. Um, that's how I did it. I know other people that yeah. started backyards and still were successful. Um, but if you're like in a pretty decent sized market or, you know, I would just start right there. That way you know what's going on in your area. Yeah. It. It. Yeah, my first deal was in, in Cali. So, and they say Cali is a competitive market, but you just got to keep on going and keep keep doing it. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, Fran, what's up, Fran? What's the most successful way you locate the owners when drive for dollars? I've used Deal Machine on my end um, that as you're driving, you can just mm -hmm. like, you see a house, you just click it. It's really easy. Um, and then you have a dashboard where it'll show like the owner's name and then you mm -hmm. can take pull that list and skip trace. But do you use deal machine or did you use deal yep. machine? Mm -hmm. There's a, there's a cheaper app that was like 10, 10 or $12. I can't remember the name of it. Um, I, yeah, I know PropStream has one too. I don't know how good it is. Yeah. I have never used it, but that's, I think that comes with part of your um, subscription. So yeah. that's the way to use it. Cool. Uh, where are you skip tracing data? Oh, I, I uh, liquidskiptracing.com. Um, if you use the code elite, I think it's like 10 cents a skip. That's where we skip trace uh, data. So it's liquidskiptracing.com. Um, and we use the, the code elite. And it gets tense. We skip trace all. We actually just sent them uh, seventy thousand. I'm trying to. We got to pull out thirty, but we're sending them seventy thousand records today. Mm. Love it. That's uh, awesome. What did you find most difficult when you were trying to scale, and how did you overcome that? Um, really, just going into markets that I didn't understand. Um, trial and error. You make sure you understand what's going on in where you messed up on each call, maybe the comps you messed up, maybe the different areas, what areas are hot, what areas aren't. Um, that also the people, right? Uh, making sure you have the right people, getting getting the systems in place to monitor those people. Mm. Um, you know, it's always going to be, scaling itself is just, it's a challenge. Like we're, mm -hmm. challenge you can see, I'm challenging now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or like, but it's just like you you just try so many. Oh, you got you got to be right once. So that's it. Try a bunch yeah. of stuff being right. It's all trial, to, you know, test and trial, yeah. trial and error. Yeah. Trial yep. and error. Learn work. from it. Hey, don't work. Throw out the window. Next idea. You know, right. just don't spend too long on that idea. If it's I love that. Absolutely. I think it's all about challenging yourself, too, because, I mean, for all the audience here, I mean, you've ran a, you're running a seven figure business and taking it further and you still run into challenges so don't think like all right once i get here i'll be set 
no, you're going to run into different set of problems. You want to run into problems. That's something we talked about last week. The more problems you run into, like that means you're heading in the right direction. So um, just kind of have those expectations. Like I'm going to run into some shit and I got to solve some problems and, and you know, you, you move on to the next. Nailed it. Absolutely. All right. What's the best CRM to use or which CRM do you use? Uh, White Iverson's asking. Um, we, <laughs> we have a, um, a, a custom built podio. It's not the uh, best. It gets the job done. Does the job. Yeah. Yeah. Sports background where when I was selling cars, everything was just right there. I could look see Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So I've come from the best CRMs and then having trying to kind of custom build out one. But yeah, we we use Podio. Are you planning to like switch at some point or just stick with what works right now? Uh, I mean, we're we're trying to build it out even more custom right now. So we're just mm -hmm. now as we scale up. Love it. Do you use right. Podio for your other, um, the VA business mm -hmm. as well, too? No, no, we don't use Podio. Believe okay. it or not, Excel work, work, work. What's that? You Believe it or not, we use Excel sheets for that business. Oh, okay. Keep okay. it very simple. There's one simple. thing I tell my people, KISS, keep it simple, stupid. If it's mm -hmm. working for, for us right now, let's keep using it until we run into that problem of scale. Right. Now we got to replace it. So right now we're not having a problem. Everything's running smooth. Uh, but when we start scaling up, that's probably going to be a problem. We have to swap out. Yeah, that's a really that's good point. Up. I think people mm -hmm. starting out too think like, oh, I have to get all these systems set in place. It's like, no, just get a list. You can work out of Excel, make calls, close mm -hmm. a deal. And then, like I said, once you close a deal, find ways to automate. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, keep it as simple as long as you can until, like you said, run into some hurdles and then you have to fix it. So I love that. Uh, Omar mentioned, how do you deal with sellers that don't want you to wholesale their property uh, and then you double close? Oh, do you double close in that sense? Yeah, I double close. And, and here's a gem, Omar. Um, they don't have to know you wholesaling it. Um, just tell them you, you're closing in a different LLC. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this is the LLC. Hey, heads up, this LLC we're using, they, they put the funds in this LLC. Yep. So they can fund, so they, we can have funds to rehab our property. Yep. For the other one, right? And that's how you just got you just got to put it that way to them. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it, so good, man. Those are all the questions. That's like yeah. the most. Questions. I love. Thank you guys so much for your questions. Uh, we got some time here, but what's Absolutely. um, what's kind of next for Eric? Like, I think we did talk about you know what what you're struggling with, what you're working on, but what's kind of your 2022 goals and like maybe your five year, ten year goal? Like, what's kind of like your long term vision uh, for you? Uh, Long-term vision, we're trying to scale this up to where we can do deals nationwide. You know, mm -hmm. um, we want to be in markets in the southeast, northeast, Midwest, West Coast. So we want to we want to be everywhere um, and do scale up to about forty deals a month. I would say is uh, the ultimate goal for that. And you know, it just just takes a lot of moving pieces, a, yeah. a lot, you know, people, yep. sections of the business, and you know, um, that's. That's our goal. And what we try and do, what I try and do to condense your, to this, your goals, everybody, is like you have that big goal, figure out the things you need to do and try and do it within that year. Mm. Mm. You know, so that's good. break it up into quarters. Um, mm -hmm. But this quarter, we need to hire this many people. Right, okay, now we need to hire this many people in this quarter. And just kind of fix it. It might always go as you plan, but you might get that one quarter where everything just pops off. Mm -hmm. Right. This year, right? First half of the year, 
you know, we was we was doing okay. You know, we was gaining some tracking, but second half of the year, everything just popped off. Just mm. hit all. Like we were had systems going, everything's going. So uh I would say that's that's mainly the goal. Um, you know, do some things for my family, uh, you know, make sure they're good. My, my parents, you know, they, they definitely played a big role in uh helping me out uh, this far. Uh like again, like I as I stayed with them. Um when I really didn't have anything. So, you know, I want to mm -hmm. make sure. Yeah. And I know, I know you shout out to you. You paid uh, like up to a certain amount of years on your parents' mortgage or something like yeah, that. I love, I love awesome. seeing that. Yeah, me too. Um, so, you know, I want to just continue to, you know, continue to bless them because they blessed me their whole life. You know, very thankful for my parents. Um, you know, without them, I, I definitely wouldn't be where I'm at, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love that. Love that. That's what it's all about. All right. We got a few more questions. And then we'll uh, we'll start wrapping it up. Monica says, yeah. "Where do you pull your list from? Batch, prop streams, any other companies? I'm gonna say county, maybe." Uh yeah, yeah. We we pull it. We've pulled. We usually use prop stream and list source. So okay. I mean, yeah, list source is a good one. Yeah, list source is good. Cool. Uh, how many deals um uh per month are you closing consistently now? Uh, we're at a, this this year. We're probably right about. I would say about eight to 10 right now. We kind of slowed down. Um, we had someone quit uh, or a few people quit at the beginning of the quarter. And, you know, you got to find those people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, and so we had some things and I'm being very transparent with you all. Like, like this stuff, you have your ups and you have your downs, right? right. Quarter wasn't as last quarter wasn't as good as our fourth quarter. Um, but we're getting, we're getting back to it. I um, mean, we're getting back to those regular quarters. Um, and I think that's a lot of, that's why I wanted to mainly document like what I'm doing because everybody shows all the, the glamour wins. Yeah. It's not all sweet. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> not. Then you, then you win, you know? So, but Hey, you just got to scale back up, you know? Right. Love it. That's uh, it. and to get those deals closed, how many offers are you making per week? Oh man. I, that's where I don't I have to look at the KPIs. Um, Hella. <laughs> Love it. Crap time. You make as many offers as you can. Right. Something's going to stick. Something's All right. This is a good one for new ones. Why Iverson coming through? Do you get nervous when canceling a contract? That's a good one for people starting out. Tell me about like yeah. when you canceled your first contract. Like how nervous were you? Uh, the first one is 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 very nerve wracking. <laughs> okay. Right there. Yeah. No, I mean. This, this is what you gotta you gotta think to yourself, uh, Iverson. You know, did you do your best in trying to sell that property and, and do all your due diligence? And if not, just say, hey, Mr. Seller, you know, Mr. Pool on this one, um, or Mr. Shot on this one, you know, everything, you know, it typically doesn't happen, but, you know, things didn't work out as we planned and, you know, we didn't get the funding for the property and unfortunately, mm -hmm. contract. Right. Yeah, as long as you have it, the contract set up, or you, your due diligence period and you cancel it mm -hmm. before then. I also like to set expectations when I get it under contract with the seller and being like, hey, we have our due diligence period, but you know, unless anything is missing or uh, whatever you told me is not mm -hmm. true, then like, you know, we may need to reevaluate the price then. So it's kind of just framing it up. So like, they're not shocked when you have to cancel. It makes it a little bit easier, but Absolutely. I mean, it's under the contract, you can cancel. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. You, you know, you have your your 
your and get your contracts read over by an attorney if you're unsure. Right. Protect yourself. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, I don't um, think people do that enough. <laughs> I know, right? They need to. Um, one question I had was like, you get reports from your marketing manager, right? What's the main metric that you look at um, first? Um, how many leads we got in? Mm. Just, just leads. Every person's mm -hmm. first thing I learned is like every every one of our calls should be generating two to three leads, right? Got it. Right. Um, if they're not, you got to have a conversation with them, mm -hmm. right? Right. Um, if the whole team isn't getting those two, three leads, I got to pull more data. Mm. So when the leaf going down, that means we're, we've been pounding the list a lot and we need to refresh the list. Mm. Mm -hmm. My experience when, you know, when I see the whole team's down, I think, okay, we haven't pulled this in two months or this amount this month. Cause mm -hmm. we usually, that can last for at least two, three months. You got know? it. Um, mm -hmm. Thousand at a time. That list is going to last you a long time if you're doing your hit. Right, know, right. You always want to do on on that note too is uh swap your swap your numbers out. We try and swap our numbers out like if not every week, depending on how many calls you have, um, at minimum once a week. But if if you have a lot of calls, at least every like three or four days, swap mm -hmm. them out. That's that good. Hitting new people. Um, are you you're beginning new people that have you know that may not have picked up the first time because of that number mm. that's a gem right there <clears throat> yeah i know some people like call themselves on that number to check if it's spam there's different ways too, to see if it if it does come back as spam um last minute question best way to find the best buyers you say you have a mm -hmm. system or like a platform that you use to find buyers um but what's what's one thing you recommend for people kind of starting out uh, building their list that's a good question so um for one you can i'll give you i'll give you a, a couple of good ones there's, there's three of them so you can go on zillow look in the area and look at all of the newly rehab properties that are for sale get in contact with those realtors tell the realtors what you do mm -hmm. yeah you uh, probably uh, pay them a, a percent and let them know that like hey we'll pay your realtor fees it's, it's no issue, but the realtors can get your property so fast. Little do they mm. know. Little do you know. Like mm -hmm. when first starting out, I saw like, was realtors because if they didn't have, they have one investor. It's most likely they have a couple other ones too that they right. know. Yep. Property. Second one, second thing I did was drive for buyers. So while I was driving for dollars. I also was driving for buyers because if I seen someone working on a house or one of those big dumpsters out front, I would pull over in my car and I would talk to them. Mm. And did and if they're the main guy's not there. I'll let him know. Hey, you know, we got some projects we're working on the street. Uh, maybe he'd be interested. Can I get your number? That way, you guys can have some more work. Um, and they're going to give you his number and just strike up a conversation with him. So drive nice. from and then prop stream. So you want to just um, where no, uh, was it prop stream? No, it was list source. List source. Just, uh, do all the cash sales and buy that list in the area. So mm -hmm. one. Look at all of the cash buyers. You want to do equity, equity 99 to 100, 101%. That way you see all the, uh, and you have to do it within a year. Mm -hmm. So 99, 101%, do that within a year. So let's say 2021 and do it for the areas you want it. And it's going to give you a list of everybody that bought cash. You can do mm -hmm. it. 
individual, you can do it by individual. If you want to do it by business, you can do it by business. Just, if you do it by business, just make sure you have the tools to properly skip tracing, uh, okay. which the business lookup is. Um, oh, there's one called Open Corporates. Open Corporates. Yeah. 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 Right. So. Love it. Yeah, I've kind of done that hack too, but through PropStream where I'll just pull, um, I'll go by the list of cash buyers in my specific zip code if I have it locked up in that area. And then uh, if it's LLCs, I'll just look up like by corporates mm -hmm. and that own over 10 plus properties or maybe 50 plus properties. So I know it's like, it's gearing towards maybe a hedge fund. And then out of those LLCs um, that bought a, a, a property just like the one I have locked up, I'll just give them a call. Um, just mm -hmm. research them on open corporates. A lot of times they have websites. So I'll just like, email them or call their acquisitions uh, department and then get, get right through. So that's also a, a, another simple way if, for those that do have prop stream, but I love that driving for buyers. I think a lot of people don't do yeah. that. That's, yeah. that's a huge gem right there. Yep. Yeah. Kill, kill two birds with one stone. You know, you got to absolutely probably get dumpster. Just go, and I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how I did it. I was just like, hey, let me go talk to these people. I was just driving one by. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I'm like, man, I just need, to, I need to go talk to these people. As when I started talking to them, just struck the conversation up, and um, you know, that's how I started getting a lot of my buyers. Another way too, like if you're actually doing cold calls, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people that you you call say, hey, I own property, right? Right. Like they're not said that. I be selling, but they say, "Hey, no, I'm not selling." But you can put me on your buyers list. Just make sure that you properly filter them to make sure mm -hmm. they're. Because I found some of my best buyers just by hopping on the phone and cold calling. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And they know That's too. It. A lot of times they're like, "Oh yeah, you're a wholesaler calling yeah. me." <laughs> so it's like got that out of the way. You don't have to deal with the awkwardness. I know. Awesome. I know. Yep. Man, hey, well, I... we're approaching. Oh, go ahead, Tim. No, one more question. So, so yeah, <laughs> all right, good, good, good. So one question is, what's the biggest deal that you did yourself? Mm. And then what's the biggest deal that your team has done for you? Mm. Hey. That's a great question. Uh, okay, dang, okay, let's see. I put him on blast. Yeah. I know, I know, Except hey, it is, get the bag. Done, because um, we, we did that. Um, we, we did that not too long ago. So it was two properties side by side from each other. And we they both were 70K spreads. No, 80K spreads. 80K spreads. So he had two properties side by side, 80K spreads. So that deal itself was $160,000. Love it. And then I closed that when I was... I signed for that and flew out to Florida the next day to relax. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, you give a little, that's a good little decent profit right there. Right. I love that. Part that year. And I, you know, I, I haven't had a break in months and I just need to get away. And so like, it's not like sitting by the pool and palm tree. Yeah. So you, you need you know. to take care of self care. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes you need a little reset. Uh, I know if I'm, I'm closing a deal, like a big deal out of the state, I'm like, I'm flying out there. Like, you know, yeah. if, if it's a, if it's a, a good juicy one, I'm there. <laughs> you got to. So got that deal that my team has done, I think the biggest deal that I personally did when I was cold calling, um, I want to, I don't know if we did, I did a lot of deals by myself. I want to say <laughs> 20, it was either like 20 or 25K. 
So one of the biggest deal I did for myself. <laughs> That's what's awesome. Up. Love it. I love that. Well, it's been real, Eric. Before you go, I want you to leave the audience with something today. Uh, but while you think about that, appreciate everybody who's on. Yeah, appreciate you. Been on the chat. I love all the questions. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe to the, our podcast. We're on every Wednesdays. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Real Estate Claudia at Mr. Tim REI. Of course, our special guest, Eric at, at Jet Set E underscore. Yep. What do you want to leave the audience with today, Eric? Um, I, I get a lot of questions of like, how to get started? What do you What do I need to do? Um, and so, you know, the biggest thing I would say is, one, you know, make sure this is what you want to do, right? Have, and you have to go in there with like the utmost certainty that you can get it done. Mm. Everything although everything's being thrown at you and you're going to, you're going to fail it first. So don't be afraid to look stupid. And <laughs> there's a period, there's a, there's a thing I like to call it a stupid period of anything that you first start. Okay. You want to look stupid, but it's okay. Okay. So don't be afraid to look stupid Two, Don't be afraid to take risk. Okay. Mm -hmm. Take it at risk, but don't be afraid to take risk. And three, bet on yourself. Always bet on yourself, invest in yourself because you know, if, if, if I could do it again, I probably would have spent more money on myself because it could have gotten mm. further and further. Because yeah. the more I learn, the more things I can do and the further ahead I become. Or I, I get. Right. So, so always invest in I yourself. I love it. Love it. Hey, hey we want to get to the point we can spend 100K on ourselves on education. I know, right? That's where, that's where we want to be. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what we're aiming for this year. So just, you know, you know, get that 100K education because, you know, not only are you affecting yourself, you're affecting everybody around your team's going to grow. They're going to get a better life. I, I remember one of my guys said he, he just bought a, a Mustang. He sounded so happy. He's been on his vacation. So it means a lot to me when I can do these That's things. great. Yeah. Um, you know, for my team and then, you know, for my parents, you know, make sure you just have that why to keep you going. You yeah. know, why when things get bad, just, okay, this is mm -hmm. my what I got to keep, but whether it be your kids, your parents, your family, your spouse, you know, significant other, mm -hmm. make sure you always have that front of mind because you're going to need something to push you. And it's, sometimes materialistic things just don't, just don't cut it. So you yeah, got to have that. Why keep it there? By what's you. up? Hey, go ahead and plug your uh, VA business, man. Go ahead. and Right. Right. Yeah. I'll, we do have a question here where to find your VAs, but VAs. Hey, hit up Eric. So it's, uh, <laughs> You can it, the link is in actually on my Instagram at uh, jetsete underscore, um, or you can type in coldcallerselite.com, coldcallerselite.com. We specialize in finding great virtual assistants. I think I just put a post of how they sound, and they pretty much don't have any accent. Um, they speak Spanish, so I mean, we just not too long ago we closed a, like a forty-three k deal because my lead, my 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 VA spoke Spanish and instant rapport. Right, love it. Love you know? it. So, and, and our model is, if you know, if we don't hire them, I mean, if we, if, we, if 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 we can't hire, we're not going to refer them to you. Mm. There's some mm. people, it's some people that that um, passed up on VAs where we we slide them right. I think someone passed up on one uh, earlier earlier uh, this year, and uh, we just hired him, and he got us a contract already. You know, wow. hey. we make 
I'm very, I'm very adamant about that because I, I want to make sure that people have great virtual assistants because mm-hmm. I've been able to find that and then we put implement our business has made a difference. So I want to make sure that anybody that we find up for is going to do the same for them. I love it. Well, What's I just up? posted the website. It's also in our show notes. Uh, if you guys mm-hmm. want the link, I have every all of Eric's information in the show notes as well. Tap in with him. Definitely get your your VAs. I know plenty of people who've used your VAs and have said nothing but great things. So it's definitely worth the investment once you're ready for it. Eric, my guy, appreciate you so much for man. hopping on, man. It's, it's been appreciate such a you. fun conversation. We definitely got to connect um, definitely. You know, in the future. So happy to see where, where you like knowing where you've come from, where you're at now. It's 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 a beautiful thing. And it's definitely motivating yeah. for, for me personally. So appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate definitely you all. Appreciate you. Great. I love doing these. Um, thank you. Thank you. I'm honored, honored to be here. Yep. Love it, hey, love when it. you come to the West Coast, hit us up for sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm out everywhere. We're going to take a trip. That's what's up. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Love it. LA, LA life. So um, appreciate everybody who's been on here as well. Catch us next week, next Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Have a great week, and uh, we'll catch y'all later. Thank y'all. All right. Peace. All right.